brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. Welcome, everyone, to this suds segment. I'm one of your hosts, Good Old Gal Juliana, and joining me today at the table is Good Old Boy Kendall. Do you have the time to listen to me whine? <laughs> Don't worry, we'll edit that out. I think that's perfect. Yeah, that was good. It's good. Good old boy, Dave. I can't follow that. How am I supposed to follow that? Ooh. Did I silence Dave for once? Yeah. He's speechless. Wait, we got to write this down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the sand? No, I'm just kidding. He crapped all over my intro. That's what he did. <laughs> kind of How appropriate. Cool. Well, recently we started a new series, and we call it Beer Club. Beer Club. Yeah. Think of a book club. But with records and beer. So it's really more of a record club, but they don't have those anymore. Sure. You know, where you could get 10 for a dollar. 10 for a dollar. Wasn't that Columbia House? You get 10 for a dollar? Sometimes it was like 13 for a penny. Yeah, Yeah, it was for a penny. penny. And then, of course, you paid a lot after. Yeah, that's how they got you. Unless you got your mom to call them and tell them that you're only 12 and there's no way they're going to get their money. (laughs) <laughs> and I joined a bunch of those. I had a huge tape collection, cassette tapes. Oh no way! I and, didn't know uh, they had cassette. Yeah, they had. Cass- they they, they swapped f- over to cassette tapes. Yeah, when those got big, and, and then they then they went to CDs, and the CDs mm-hmm. was, I think that was a dollar. Yeah, might that might have been, but uh, okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. there was a penny at first. You had to yeah. tape the penny to the card, put yep. it in the mail. And then, like each what, like whatever you wanted, you had to like. You had to like mark your your genres that you liked or whatever, and then they would just start sending you one every month until you said no, stop, please, or whatever. Or your mom called them. Yeah, or your mom called. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, you wanna? Oh, sorry. So, someone picks an album. Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about Beer Club. Okay. So, someone picks an album. (laughs) Then we all listen to it. Then we each pick a beer that pairs well with it. Now, we'll all sit around and each of us will share our beer and talk about why uh, we think it pairs well with the album. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Good old boy, Kendall. Since you picked the album, why don't you tell us about it? Oh my gosh, this this album was so revolutionary. Uh, you know, I was I, I was a child of the '80s, so I grew up listening to a lot of '80s metal and '80s punk. Sure, and it was all good music. And then we hit the '90s, and things changed really fast. We oh, got yeah. into the era of grunge got and dark, really dark, really angsty. And I mean, I still love a lot of those bands, especially Nirvana's. Never mind, what an album! Oh yeah. But everything was so, you know, it was music to kill yourself to. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was really sad and depressing. Just wear flannel and cry a lot. 
And then Green Day came out of nowhere with just this great pop punk sound. Mm -hmm. And it was so fun. They they seemed just like a bunch of idiots who were just having a blast. I mean, there was some of that angst in there that you were getting, but it was so different than the the rest of the flannel wearing grunge out of, you know, the Northwest. These guys from California were just having so much fun. They were a little bit crazy, a little bit nuts, and it's just a great album. I mean, the whole album is great, but there's five songs, and, you know, their singles were just legendary. And when you listen to those songs, and they came on on the radio, or even now I listen to, you know, one of the Sirius XM channels that plays a lot of the 90s alternative and grunge, they're so much fun. And when you realize they're all in the same record together, it kind of blows your mind. Mm -hmm. Because most bands put it on an album with maybe one great song and a couple mediocre ones. Yeah. Sure. Their singles on this were huge, and you know sometimes it's a little going for the ratings, but they're really good, solid songs, and they really are the best songs on the album. I mean, there's some good ones on there, but those were so great. I think about you know Longview, Basket Case, When I Come Around, uh, She, which I don't know was officially a single, but it's really good. You still hear it a lot of time, mm-hmm. and then of course Welcome to Paradise, um, just so much fun. I think Basket Case is the my most fun, the most fun song out of there. It's just <laughs> so great. Yeah. Got a great riff, great drive, mm-hmm. and wow. And Dookie's still. I've got two favorite Green Day albums, but they're both very different. To me, '90s Green Day Dookie is just the epitome of it. Sure, we get past 2001 when all the world, you know, kind of started going crazy, and mm-hmm. I think American Idiot is a fantastic album, but it's a whole different Green Day at that well, point. Well, kind of showcases the longevity of their career, too. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it's just, I've always loved American Idiot. It's one of my favorite, especially as a concept album. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if there was a concept to Dookie other than just having fun and being kind of nitwits. Yeah, Poop. and they were pretty young at yeah. that time, too, right? 21. Yeah. Yeah. So, so 1994, mean, Dookie, by their uh, major label debut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Reprise records. Okay. Well, good old boy Dave, why don't you give us the Suds ratings for today, and then we'll be on our way. All right, let's get into this dookie. So we'll be discussing these beer and rating these beers while we talk about dookie. With these Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds, here are those ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two, was that a belch? Three. Ah, what a relief. Four. A body should really not make that sound. And five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Sounds good. Well, we can't play any clips from Dookie. Unfortunately. Yeah, but we encourage you to check it out for yourself. And vinyl is always the best option. But you can stream it online or any other way that you get your music. Get your butt out to the record store. Buy you a copy. Yep, and it's it's a fast listen, too. You can listen to this whole album through. I I forget what the runtime is, but it it gets by quickly. So some of these songs are just... Two or three minutes long. 39 and a half minutes, whole yeah. thing, boom, you done. That's a short sure. one. Yeah. So, on the technical side of this, the studio album by Green Day is called Dookie. It was released February 1st, 1994. 
It was recorded in September and October of 1993, which Mm -hmm. in the scheme of things was pretty quick. Um, And it was recorded at Fantasy Studios in Berkeley, California. And 39 minutes and 34 seconds. It's almost 30 years old. Yeah. That's crazy. And it was produced by Rob Cavallo and Green Day. Okay. So, go to Boy Kendall. Let's get into it. What beer did you bring to go along with Dookie? So, I was thinking it's, you know, this is one of the greatest albums of the 90s and really made a name for Green Day in the 90s. So, I went with a beer that also was kind of birthed in the 90s and grew legendary, and that is Rogue's Dead Guy Ale. It's such a good beer, too. Yeah. And, you know, it plays along with the kind of somber, grungy thing with the skeleton, but he's also kind of fun. He's <laughs> yeah. holding a beer. He's, he's having, having a good time. He's having a good and time. I thought it just really pairs well with nineties, uh, craft beer with, uh, yeah. Nineties, uh, nineties beer. Cool. And also a beer that has stood the test of time. 30 years later, we're still drinking it. Absolutely. I know. And we're still listening to Dookie. Yeah. Now, is there a particular, uh, which, which, uh, you said, um, uh, which one did you say was your favorite track on the album? Probably Basket Case. Basket Case. Okay. But, you know, all those singles were just fantastic. Do you remember where you were when you heard the first song from them? I have no idea. Okay. Um, well, if you remember the 90s, you probably weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was probably just That's listening funny. to the radio. Probably here. I just moved to Nashville the spring of 94. So probably just driving around listening to KDF. Back when they were oh, rock, before yeah. they turned country. Yeah. Uh, I, they played a lot of Green Day on KDF. Yeah. Nice. That's probably where I first heard it. 103 okay. KDF. Nashville. I still have my uh, 103 KDF uh, card. You remember they had the club? Yeah. And they had little cards you could go around and pick up free stuff around town. Oh, really? I had, a, I had one of their the rock, stickers. It's the rock card. Oh. Nice. Wow. Nice. That's pretty progressive for Nashville, cool. isn't it? <laughs> From back then. Well, give us some tasting notes on uh, Dead Guy. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, what I think traditionally it's been called a Maybach, but yeah. it's just a nice brown, um, I don't know if it is an ale or lager, but it is, it's super malty, but it still finishes really dry. And there's this wonderful, woodsy, earthy, herbal bitterness that just kind of balances out that little malt sweetness. You, you, you look at this thing and you think, that's going to be a malt bomb. But it's really light, the mm-hmm. way they made this beer. And it's, it's just got a lot of flavor. And it's, it's a perfect beer for food. It is. Yes. You know, and we've talked about that many times on the show. So many, yeah. so many of these brown beers with the malt content just holds up really well to big you know, big food. Pretty much anything. Pizza, burgers, yep. barbecue. Especially you name cheeseburger. It. Oh, yeah. Goes so well mm-hmm. with this. And I imagine that they were eating a lot of cheeseburgers and interesting fast food, etc. on the road as they were touring young, with this record. Young touring band. Yeah. yeah so well, they were know. eating some kind of spoiled food. Whereas <laughs> yeah. That's where they got the name for the... Uh, they had some bouts of diarrhea. So. Yes. 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 That's uh, yes, where the did. name came from. And yeah. here I thought they were just so excited to be going on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to be their laundry crew at that, that point in but time. 
Jeez. Yeah, right. But I'm pretty sure we've talked about this beer more than once. This over has the been years. our best of on multiple occasions. Oh, yeah. and I mean, and there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. And you know, for so long it to be doing so well and still holds up in the lexicon of all that is available right now. You know, even with the the fads, if you will, of New England IPAs and other you know hoppy IPAs yeah. and the lactose beers and the sour beers and the sour mm-hmm. lactose and the sour fruited stouts or whatever it's is like going about, on. Yeah. You know, this, this still stands school. up. Right. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. It says it's a Mybox style ale. So whereas okay. a Mybox a lager, okay. this is an ale brewed in a style. But you it's really hard to tell the difference as clean as this beer finishes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, and what's great now is you can go just about anywhere and pick it up in these beautiful 19.2 ounce cans. That's the new oh, big thing, man. Which is the perfect size. Yeah. For sharing with friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and exactly. listening to Dookie. There you go. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Like out in a fire pit or I, sure. or anywhere, really. Right. Right. But it's, it's so funny. When I went in the store to buy this, I didn't necessarily have Dead Guy in mind, but I was mm-hmm. like, what's a beer that screams 90s? And yeah. When I saw this, it was like there was no other option. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's weird that this is a gas station beer. Now, like right? I see it, like at almost all gas mm-hmm. stations, and so it's a brand that that really people know still yeah. gets their attention. Well, and that the iconic little you know dead guy on there, you know, even even if you don't recognize Rogue, you recognize that dude. So yeah, and he is prominently cool. featured on a can. In fact, if yeah. you're looking at the front of the can, that's all you see. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, need, and, and honestly, you guy. don't need to, yeah, you know, need you to need. know anything little, else. Little fella there. Yeah, ex- exactly. Right. But such a classic. Yeah. Well, we are going to rate the dead guy from Rogue um, that pairs so well with Dookie a five. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the record. <laughs> well, we'll be back in just a minute with more. But baby, the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blows Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Welcome back, everyone, to another fine edition of Beer Club. And today's Beer Club is focusing on the record Dookie by Green Day that was released in February of 1994. This was Kendall's pick, and we just finished discussing the beer that he um, brought with Dookie. So now let's go to good old boy Dave. What beer did you bring to go with Dookie? Well, <clears throat> when I think of Dookie, <laughs> um, the album or the product, byproduct, um, only one beer truly comes to mind, and that is the Brown Note from <laughs> Against the Green. It's a great choice. It's a 5.8% American Brown Ale. 
Against the Grain Brewery is uh, out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Been loving what these guys do for a long time. And although the can art might throw some people off, the beer that's inside it is actually a really outstanding beer. And I, and I, you know, on the surface, I picked this because of the name, the brown note, and it looks like a guy crapped his underwear on the and can. Honestly, the can art would fit well on the Dookie album I, cover. Yeah. It totally would. I, right. I think the guys would appreciate yeah. it You know, so originally, they were going to call it Liquid Dookie in honor of their diarrhea problem, <clears throat> but the label was like, no, you can't call it Liquid Dookie. <laughs> so they had to remove the word liquid. Um, <laughs> but honestly, too, though, I think this is another beer, you know, against the grain, has always been a brew that had like a little bit of an attitude. They kind of did their own thing, went their own way. And so I think this also makes it pair well with this this record. And like my favorite song, I, th- I want to say is probably When I Come Around because I just remember driving, when like whenever you were driving in the car and that song came on, turn the radio up, put the windows down, like even if it was winter and like everybody would just be singing like idiots. And, um, I think that that's just a really good memory for me. It's a blurry, fuzzy memory, but <laughs> as most of my '90s memories are. But yeah, I think I think that's that's what I like about the album, and because there are a lot of good memories with it, um, and and it's still a good album to listen to. Kind of like you, we were saying, like a ton of the music we still listen to comes from that era. Yeah, that's that's when we were really coming up, and that's when a lot of the music that really impacted our lives was made you know but i like this beer a lot i think it has the nice uh right amount of hoppiness matches well with a little bit of roast uh good body good finish so yeah i'm a fan of this beer i like it and there's there's notes reminiscent of the of the dead guy in here Mm -hmm. there's a little bit there yeah, a little bit of that toffee malty but it's definitely a little more bitter Mm -hmm. and it's more i would say they're probably using a little bit newer style hops I mean, which is yeah. fine because it's a newer beer in comparison. Yeah, this beer is what, fifteen years old yeah. at most. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, um, you know, so that makes sense. But um, the tongue in cheekness of against the green, like to me, goes like I would say if you were to say that, like if you were to compare against the green to a band, I think it would be something mm-hmm. that was in that punky 90s genre irreverence mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah totally um but yeah the malt on this is nice and it's it's not too heavy um it's it's you know. a really light body on this thing but it's very much but it's kind of what you want it to be and lets all the flavors just sort of float out there and ride along yeah. and i do like the i like the bitterness on it because it it lingers just enough on the finish to, to make you kind of want to come in for another sip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it kind of reminds me, you know, of the band, how they're a little, they could be a little full of themselves a little bit and, you know, kind of give you that little sucker punch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. um. Yeah, man, that dude, he really, he did a number on his drawers on this can. <laughs> so if you've never seen the can for the brown note, go look it up. Yeah. Yeah. I have no retail establishments that will not carry this beer. Really? Because of the can art. Well, they're, oh, wow. They're jerks. That's crazy. It's, yeah, it's a great brown. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's that. So, if we were to rate 
the again. brown note from Against the Grain. Yeah. We would rate that a four. Yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, good job, Against the Grain. Yeah, and keep crapping job. your pants. Good job, good old boy Dave, for thinking similarly to well, good old boy Ken. I I have not matured since 1994, <laughs> probably 74. But. <laughs> oh, yes, I so, got thoughts. I still love a good poop joke. <laughs> <laughs> and who does it? Okay, well, for me, um, I was intrigued by your pick of this record because it it does kind of represent a lot i'm gonna go i'm gonna be honest and say like green day isn't exactly my biggest band ever you know like it's not prog rock okay let's just say it's not (laughs) prog rock okay no but for what it for what it was when it came out i i do remember like the first time I heard Basket Case, and I was like, who is this band? What, what is this? You know, because again, for all the stuff that was going on, it was different. Mm-hmm. And, so um, different. And by this point, I was, like, knee-deep into grunge and, like, Mud Honey and Screaming Trees, as, as well as the Pearls and the Sound Gardens, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all of the like that sub pop thing um, just was my jam. So this was completely different. And I was like, well, where do these guys come from? And then they're like, oh, it's this whole California thing going on. And I'm like, California, really? Like, what's up with that? Um, this was it, what all the grunge kids listened to by themselves because they didn't want people to know they were in a good mood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and truly, when you think pop punk, I don't think anybody does it better than Green Day. No. No, and that was a a genre that I had to wrap around my head a little because mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, how could you be poppy mm-hmm. and be punky? Yeah, they pulled it off. No, mm-hmm. they did um, completely. But what was interesting about the record is a lot of people thought that it was a sellout because yeah. they a lot had... of their original fans hated them after yeah. this. Right, you right. went to a major label, you're. Yeah. But, but okay, so despite the fact that Green Day kind of said, no, we want, like, we want everyone to know what this whole genre is like, and props to them for doing, like, I think they did it with the best of intentions compared Mm -hmm. to what some of their fans may or may not say, you know what I mean? I picked a beer that um, I feel anyways, when you are starting out as a brewery, I don't know that you necessarily would start out with a style like this knowing that hops are a thing and malty beers are a thing so what i wanted what i brought to the table today which is again completely different than everybody else is from southern grist which is in our backyard in nashville tennessee and it's um in their hill series so their hill series was what the first one of the first beers when they came onto the scene it was on their like their first day release, along with IPAs and traditional beers that you would expect. The mixed greens. Yeah, that you would expect Mm -hmm. a new brewery to have. This just happens to be the latest, one of the latest iterations, um, which is just a representative of the whole Hill series. But it's called 100K Hill, and um, it is... 
a sour ale that's brewed with lactose, passion fruit puree, and blackberry puree, and it's only 5.6% ABV. The reason why I picked this style, if you will, was because I felt when Southern Grist came onto the scene that they kind of like sold out to the trendy stuff so quickly um, with this Hill series. And, but yet it's endured. And they kind of said, well, you know what? It's trendy. We're going to do it. And we're going to do it well. And like, it's going to be a part of our life no matter what. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, to this day, it's a thing. So um, well, I, I no- wanted to compare that to Dookie. And, and I love how they changed because I just listened to a great podcast. I forget which beer magazines did it um, with Southern Grist at their anniversary when they were in town for CBC. Oh, nice. Uh, they interviewed them and they were talking about that. It's like we we never like drinking the same beer twice. So we decided to be a brewery that doesn't really brew the same beer twice. Sure. Um, and, you know, a few years in that there's some that they keep around to keep brewing. But they're very probably the most experimental brewery in town. Always trying something new and oh, always yeah. re, you know, redefining what his style is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I mean, in a way, you could say that Green Day kind of did that, you know, too, because they helped push that genre of taking punk, traditional punk, and adding like a light pop tartiness to it um, to make it more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, you know, people would say, punk? Mainstream? What the heck is going on here? Well, and honestly, like, if you're a band, like, you want to write great songs, and you want, may, you don't, maybe you don't necessarily care that everybody likes them, but you want to push your best work out there. You know, and if, in some bands, when they do that, they get a small following and then when some bands do it they hit big on one or two songs and then some bands you know small minority they hit big and like they consistently go and i I feel like that's what a brewery wants to do with their beers you know they want to put their best beers out there and if some people like oh you're just following trends or you're just doing the next latest thing or whatever well that's sometimes that's what you have to do when you're a business but if you're doing it well and you're consistently out there pushing the boundaries. Doesn't even matter. You got you got people got to respect that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So that's why I picked this beer on um, this style of beer, I should say. Um, in terms of Dookie, I there's a couple of songs that I think would be like my favorites. I mean, Basket Case is one. You mentioned She before. That's a really good... I mean, you still hear that a lot today, you know? Um, But also, when I come around, you hear that a lot. And I think... And the album cover, more than anything, is what really drew me in because there's a lot of stuff going on on that record. And it's it's one of those things where... um, I used to be a big fan of Richard Scarry as a kid. And that's where, like... There were cats, there were mice, there were, you know, various things. But it was one of those things that made, it was one of those books that, like, you would search out for the little lowly worm or whatever. The Dookie record made mm-hmm. me, like, search out and look for different things. And, I mean, there was Patty Smith in there. There was Angus Young from ACDC in there. There was... um Somebody that looked like the Mona Lisa. Oh, uh, the chick from the first Black Sabbath album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean... Dogs so having sex. I mean, just, you and, know... 
On my, I use Apple Music for most of what I listen to. If you pull up the album on Apple Music, it's actually animated. There's no stuff way. moving around. Oh, really? cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's oh, cool. that's neat. That's neat. But it's, you know, it was cool. It wasn't just a picture. It, you know, if you looked more, you got so different references. Yeah, and different meanings. Anyways, um, so there's that. So what do you guys think of the, beer? the 100K it's, it's, Hill? It's tart. It's fruity. <laughs> it There's is. a lot. It's thick. Got a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, this is a great beer. So much passion fruit. It's just it is right on the this aroma. Guy loves the passion I do fruit. Love passion man. fruit. But it's pure. Like it's a good pure passion mm-hmm. fruit. It's not artificial. Yeah. And I think for what they did, I think it was done well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good beer. So what shall we rate? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Southern Grist hundred. Hey, Hill, we are going to rate a four. And that is going to do it for today's episode. I think this was a great pairing and a great discussion. It was fun. These, these beers all went really well with Dookie. Yeah, so. and I've listened to this album a couple times, just getting ready for this. So yeah. I would encourage you to go give it a listen. Yeah. Great album, you know, almost 30 years later. Yeah, it's, it is. Get in that Dookie. <laughs> Well, good old boy, Kendall. Thanks for the recommendation, and thanks for being here today. It's been a pleasure. Please tell us about your blog. Uh, my wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at BeerMakes3.com, and follow us at BM3.Beer as we travel to every brewery in the state of Tennessee in 2023. Nice. How cool is that? Good old boy, Dave. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> this is good old girl, Juliana. Keep on chuggling, and catch you next time. Awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast, Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle, at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.